Hey everyone, just wanted to thank you for listening to Definitely Doomed, the episode by episode Buffy the Vampire Slayer podcast. Also wanted to remind you that each episode of the podcast is a breakdown of each episode of the show, and therefore we have no concern for spoilers and the like. Please enjoy. Although your heroism is slightly muted by the fact that you were helping Adam to start a war that would kill us all. You probably just saved us so we wouldn't stake you right here. Well, yeah. Did it work? Well, then everything's all right, and we all get to be not staked through the heart. Good work, team. Hey everyone, it's another episode of Definitely Doomed, the episode-by-episode breakdown of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the television show in podcast form that in all likelihood will take you longer to listen to than it would just Mm -hmm. to watch the show itself. Joining me in that quest is my friend and also yours. His name is Basil. True. Based on our listenership, that's <laughs> accurate. I don't think that there are any listeners that I am not friends mm-hmm. with. Um, uh, I mean, we don't get any comments. We have like 20-something subscribers. I think they're not all locals, but I can't be positive. It's true. The only people I know about who listen to it. I guess. As opposed to... Hey, Patrick uh, and Elia. I can't even count myself. (laughs) I think I've only ever listened to one episode of it. Fair. Also, you're not friends with yourself, probably. That's true. (laughs) Um, Getting better, but self-love, not quite there yet. Today we're going to be discussing the second to last episode of Season 4, Primeval. Also, the final episode for The Big Bad, or the initiative storyline. Season 4, unlike every other season, ends with kind of a bonus episode, as opposed to... Yeah, I always forget about that until I'm actually watching the season. I always think that this next episode is the beginning of season five. Pretty sneaky. Nope. Speaking of sneaky, it's uh, Basil's turn to give us the plot description, so why don't you do that for us? All right, so uh, this episode picks up kind of right where the last one left off. Uh, no Riley in the sad, empty school. He's with Adam, and it turns out that, uh, Riley has a chip in his chest not unlike Adam's, and Adam is able to activate it and control him, and, uh, sort of reveals his big plan to have demons and humans and everybody come together and kill each other so we can make a whole bunch of Adams. 
very much like the Frankenstein story. He's Adam's lonely. That's the main thing. He just wants ever more creatures like him, so he won't be alone. Yeah, we talked about this on the previous podcast. How I would like the storyline more if there was like a moment where you realized Adam was just lonely, and there's a part when Forrest is revealed and he's like smiling like really happily, and I was like, oh, we were right. <laughs> <laughs> And then, uh, and then they all, um, uh, Anya, I'm not going to go the whole scene by scene by scene, because we'll get into that later, but, uh, the gang is trying to plot how to get at them. Anya admits that. She's in love with Xander. Doesn't matter if he's a jobless loser. <laughs> he's a good person. So. And, uh. So the, um. The gang figures out that there's some kind of secret lab that, uh, Adam is working from and decide the the plan is the plan that Buffy pitched before I'm just gonna go full on break into the initiative and stop Adam but uh they get held up by initiative soldiers who think they're totally in control of the situation when clearly they aren't uh and then Adam unleashes his Trojan horse plan which is to release all the demons that have been uh, contained in the containment units and they all start killing each other and uh, they're um, going to use their magic gourd and infuse all their powers into Buffy so that she can be strong enough to kill Adam. It, it basically works. Riley fights evil Forrest, uh, and Spike gets to survive. There's not a really a whole lot of plot in this. There's a lot of people fighting each other, but plot-wise, the second half of the episode is mostly just the plan <laughs> working pretty well. <laughs> yep. What do you think of this episode? It's fine. minus um spike's funny uh in spite of myself i still enjoy like the goofy special effects matrixy fight between buffy and Adam. Oh, yeah. um you know it's hard to get invested in this plot line we'll talk about some things missing from it later but you know it's fine. It's over. <laughs> yep. Goodbye, Adam. We hardly knew ye. First time I've used that phrase and I actually mean <laughs> it. <laughs> and you? Uh, what? what? 
Oh, um, I don't really like this episode. Um, the whole sort of midsection with the initiative feels like just like too much of like every single military stereotype. There's like one exchange where some guy at a computer's like the hostiles are loose, and then the commander's like how many, <laughs> and he's like all of them, sir. <laughs> 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 that is a very bad moment. I'm just like, what is this writing? I think I almost literally rolled my eyes when that happened. Sure. Although I think in part of the reason why I didn't roll my eyes is I think that Giles does roll his eyes. <laughs> when that happens. Yeah. And yeah, there's lots of moments like, you know, and then earlier in that is like, you know... Buffy has a big speech about how you don't know what you're doing, you're playing on my turf, and then the commander's like, I'm the one who's in control, and at that exact moment is when the power goes out and Adam's plan goes into... He was probably know. watching him on the security monitor, and he's like, wait for him to say yeah, something. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no. Push the button. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um... Yeah, I don't know. Uh... Like, it just doesn't feel as epic as they obviously want it to. There's, like, scenes with, like, big fighting in the initiative, but they kind of don't have any, like, really uh, serious meaning. I don't know. They <laughs> There was some point at which I feel like one extra didn't know what to do, and it was pretty funny because... There's, like, a big group of the initiative people with the commander. They're all, like, huddled around, like, fake shooting their fake guns. And then there's one demon extra, and he doesn't rush at them or run away. He just stands <laughs> there, like, kind of close to them. Perfect. <laughs> but, yeah, I think... I don't know. Yeah, um... As we've talked about, Adam's not really very interesting, so it's not super cathartic to, like, watch him lose. And other than getting held up by the initiative, their plan just goes exactly how they want it to, so there's no, like, super big stakes or, like, one last, like, twist where you're like, oh, no, now we have to improvise. Like, they're just like, we cast a spell. The spell works <laughs> great. Kill Adam. Yeah, because Adam's dumb. Yep. <coughs> Science never beats magic. That was what I wrote down. <laughs> as true and puffy <laughs> as it is in the real world. <laughs> and so why women always date magicians and not scientists. It's true. Sorry, engineer. <laughs> um, and why everyone loves Now You See Me and yep. hates Interstellar. <laughs> episode begins with Buffy searching for Riley and the busted out uh, high school but he's not there he's with Adam and he reveals that he has a chip in his heart uh, that he activated it and um, I think it's funny when at when Riley says he doesn't want to lecture and then Adam just keeps talking. 
<laughs> Seems very suiting for how all of us feel about Adam at this point. <laughs> right. I still don't understand why Adam killed Walsh. Because he's like, it's exactly as mother planned it, except for she thought she would be alive. And I'm like, why again yeah. did he kill her? I, I wrote that line down because it made me laugh really hard, but I couldn't tell whether that was supposed to be a joke. But it was very funny <laughs> to me. Just the way that this is all how she planned. He says it in like such a portentous voice, but then he's like, except she thought she'd be alive. Um, Spike is funny, as usual. Swarms the cackles of my non-beating heart. And then he pokes Riley, who's standing there, and he's, like, slightly stiffer than usual. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then they discuss uh, the flaw in Spike's plan, which is that Willow is the one with the discs, and Willow and Buffy aren't talking. Uh, (laughs) um, Because Adam's a super genius, he figures it out slightly before Spike. (laughs) <laughs> yep. Um, and I really like Spike's description of Willow. But yay tall, red hair, good at maths. <laughs> um, and then he goes off to hopefully correct the problem when we cut to Willow and Tara, um, showing up at Giles' place to pick up her computer supplies, which I guess she left last night when they st- everyone stormed out of the fight. Um, and, I mean, it was going to be awkward anyways, but Willow makes it way more awkward by not just saying to Giles why she's there. Like, they just stand at the doorway, and he's like, Can I yeah. help you? <laughs> <laughs> why? Just say, Hey, we left our computer stuff last night. Nope. It's clear that I think Giles is probably the one who's like least bothered because he just like doesn't even like seem bothered by Willow and Tara being a couple whatsoever. For sure. <laughs> He's just like, this is the thing that happens. <laughs> yep. There's some good Apple product placement. This is before Apple was hip again yet. And even notice it it's just like I think a couple of shots the way that she holds her computer it very prominently features the Apple logo in the next episode uh, Anya is holding a charms blow pop like extremely prominently and I was like getting that charms money Yeah, I um, read a thing once about how basically Apple gets this enormous amount of free advertising because they don't, they don't actually pay to have their computers put in movies, but because they're so much more stylistically designed, people always want mm-hmm. their computers in the movies over other ones because of the way that they look. <laughs> right. Makes sense. Way to go. I feel like... Yeah, except for in uh, the Spider-Man movies, because they're made by Sony. Everyone's always using like a Sony Bio <laughs> laptop or something. Yeah. Um, also, when you have like clunky old computers, 
Unusually, they're not mm. Apple. And I just thought of like in uh, Tomboy, they also I, they must have been like sponsored by Sony because it's like there's a Vio like really prominently featured. Right. <laughs> um. Buffy goes back to the dorm to be sad and stares at the one picture of Buffy, Willow, and Xander together that exists. <laughs> it's the one that yeah. exists. <laughs> it's the same one in um, Halloween when she's a duchess and they show her the picture to be like, look, we're friends. We all know <laughs> each other. <laughs> Oh, I was gonna say I do like the very end of the scene um, with Giles and um, and Willow and Tara because there's a part where Allison Hannigan gives him a look as she's leaving that is was very sad to me. Like it made me feel like she really believed this might be the last time I see Giles. Hmm. And I was pretty into that. I found Tara to be very believably third wheelie awkward. <laughs> yeah. Hi, Mr. Giles. <laughs> um, anyway. Yep, so now we've seen Willow and Giles and Buffy, so of course it's time to show Xander, who's lying in bed, just staring at the ceiling, something that I've done a lot with my life. <laughs> As yeah. a directionless loser. Um, and uh, Anya astutely points out that they won't even interview him if he's naked. Yep. How's <laughs> he gonna get a job? And he sadly opines, maybe I will join the army just to show them. And she says, don't they make you get up really early? He goes, oh yeah. <laughs> and then covers himself up with a blanket. <laughs> This is probably the most solid scene in the entire episode. Yeah. And then... Ani always bringing it. Yeah. Xander's really good in this scene, too. <laughs> when, sure. um... He's like... You know, she's like... Why are you... She's like, that happened hours ago. Why are you still upset? And <laughs> he's like... He's like, my friends think I'm a directionless loser. And she goes... <laughs> And it's like, you can't just put that stuff away. And she, and she goes, why not? And he goes, I don't know. <laughs> it's all really good. I wrote down, it would be nice to have a girlfriend like Anya. I mean, I assumed that I would still be a depressed person, but it's always nice to hear someone say that you're a good man. It's true. More dumb initiative sets. Yep. <laughs> ah, the secret lab, a line of gurneys with like some weird stone <laughs> balls <laughs> hanging from the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> and this is when Adam is really happy to see Forrest. When Miley's like, yep. Forrest, and then it cuts to Adam and he's like, mmm, <laughs> a friend. <laughs> Someone to play Super Smash Brothers with. True. Do you think um, when D 
do you think Adam ever feels lazy and like if he has to get something that's like kind of far away instead of getting up he uses his little spike to like lift it <laughs> and it's like keys on a keyring or something <laughs> that's probably what he would do for sure I thought you were gonna say like if this had gone on longer I was just imagining Adam on the couch and him just telling Riley to bring him stuff. <laughs> like, give me that beer. Yeah. If I had a big spike that I could shoot out of my arm, I would be constantly using it for lazy purposes. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> um... Mm-hmm. I don't have any other notes from the scene. The next part is when Spike and Buffy run into each other in the cave. Yeah. And he calls her little Nancy Drew. Mm-hmm. I think he does a pretty good job making it seem casual. But obviously, Buffy picks up on what's going on anyway. For sure. It's kind of surprising that Spike doesn't pick up on that Buffy picks up on it because she makes like a really exaggerative, like, thinking face. <laughs> <laughs> when he's like, can't, can't, uh, you know, pass up that good info just because you and Red had a falling out, can you? And she's like, mmm, how does he know we had a fight? <laughs> And then Tara and Will have an extremely dumb hacking conversation about different types of encryption. And hexagonic key patterns. (laughs) I hope that they're real terms. I hope that someone spent 15 seconds Googling hacking terms. Right. Oh man, 1999, 2000. Google might not be even around at that point. Hot botting. <laughs> true. Terms. It would have been around then that yeah, Google, I think Google wasn't. started. But it might not have even been that useful. I first remember finding out about it senior year of high school, which was 2002, 2001, 2002. Google? Yeah. yeah, I can't remember the last time, I, the first time I used Google, but I used... Um, I forget what was my main one. It wasn't Yahoo. For me, it was the one I just said, Hotbot. Nice. I never <laughs> even heard of that one. Did you use Ask Jeeves? Like no. us? Uh, no. <laughs> um, I, I used, um, sometime I used the one that was like a dog one, like Dogpile or something mm-hmm. like that. And you would, uh, the button said fetch, and you would yep. search, it's a search. <laughs> yeah, and I used Alta Vista. <laughs> that joke in Parks and Recreation where everyone still uses Alta Vista <laughs> to search for things. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah, no, I remember like the first time. I have a very specific memory of a computery friend of mine like using Google and me being like, "What is that?" And he's like, "It's a new search engine. It's really." He's like, "It's really good. It works amazingly well." And I'm like, "Yeah, I'll probably just stick to hot bun." <laughs> <laughs> I'm always on the forefront. <laughs> More dumb Riley Forrest and Adam stuff. Uh, Riley is arguing. It's not really clear how much the chip that controls him controls him because he's like arguing with people and then they they have to tell him to stop and uh, right. Reanimated Walsh tells him to be a good boy again because can't lose out on that mm-hmm. creepy stuff. But they don't let uh. The other reanimated dude talk, he just walks around, dumbly. (laughs) (laughs) I can't remember the name of that character. I wonder what he thinks of (laughs) all this. Yeah, I feel like the guy who plays Forrest isn't a particularly good actor, but once he turns to villain Forrest, he gets really (laughs) bad. You and me back on the same side. (laughs) I also didn't think that Mark Lucas was particularly good in this scene. Yeah. No, you can't. Stop talking. (laughs) Then uh, Buffy calls up everyone to meet on campus and just the middle of the quad or something. And they all walk from four different directions towards each other. Each one was coming from one of the different cardinal directions. <laughs> North, <laughs> south, east, west, with our powers combined. <laughs> we are the Scooby Gang. <laughs> uh, I think it's... Yeah, other than the Anya one, I think this is my favorite scene because it's so weirdly mm. public. They're like standing <laughs> around. There's people walking around for them. <laughs> They're like, what are these crazy people talking about? Maybe they're playing Dungeons and Dragons (laughs) and they're taking it super seriously. (laughs) Um, I also noted that in this scene that um, Giles is wearing his earring, which he normally doesn't wear when he's around the gang. So it's obviously like a conscious choice because he's like not, doesn't feel like part of the gang right now. So he's not, he's being like Ripper Giles instead of like. Rupert Giles. Giles. <laughs> um, Buffy asks who told them the stuff that made them upset, and everyone was like, it's Spike. Giles says that he's very stupid. Um, and uh, I, I believe it's Buffy delivers very unconvincingly the line. She's like, that's where it came from, the stuff we said the other night. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's like, yes, that's true. That is where it came from. Giles yep, calls it Piffle. Did you knock over your mic? I did. <laughs> so there's going to be a real loud thud in the middle of this. Wouldn't be one of my podcasts without some just like real bad audio at some point. Yeah, I, uh... I don't have my desk set up in my new apartment slash 
a serial killer <laughs> shed. So, um, so I'm podcasting from bed, everyone. Um, what I wrote down, this is one of the narrative plot things that I wrote that doesn't make any sense. So Adam invites Buffy because he wants to balance the demon, uh, human kill ratio in the initiative so that he can have a lot of body parts for his evil guy assembly line and uh, she says that he's not scared of her at all and that's why he you know invites her to the thing but he doesn't even if he's only scared of her like 0.01% like he could not invite her and he could balance the kill ratio himself like he could show up and be like I'm with you initiative soldiers and then just kill a bunch of demons <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's true like he wouldn't have any if he thinks he's stronger than Buffy why couldn't he do it he's just being lazy <laughs> he could kill all of these people by himself the soldiers and the demons true, <laughs> true. it's like meh yeah, because bullets don't hurt him. Tasers don't hurt him. Has he been shot with bullets? I thought that they, the first time he appears, the initiative like shoots at him with bullets. Riley, Maybe it doesn't Riley uh, points a gun at him, and then someone like stops him or something, if I remember. Mm. I don't know. I think Adam well, like, I grabs the gun. It's safe to assume that bullets wouldn't hurt him otherwise it'd be real easy to fix this problem they wouldn't even have to use magic there's plenty of guns in the initiative um then we're back in the cave again uh and adam says that he can feel in his blood and bones that buffy is coming and spike is like you had a chunk of prognosticating demon in there (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Which I think is funny. It's true. Spike basically makes this episode because he's constantly taking the piss out of the really dumb serious stuff. It's true. Um, but he also says that, you know, he wants him to be careful when he removes the chip because he doesn't want to have an ugly comb over and I guess do <laughs> vampires not grow hair? I don't know. Because, man, that that must have been, like, a really big choice for Angel when he cut his hair short because he had that long hair, and it's like... Yeah. And then Dara was like, oh, you can never be long hair again. <laughs> yep. Once he cut it short. That's true. Same yeah. with Spike, once he bleached it. Yeah. Wait. His bleached hair You forever. could just recolor it in that sense. I guess that's true. But he also... Cut it short. He, he cut it shorter. Yeah. Um, Giles does speak Sumerian. Buffy should have st- studied Sumerian instead of French, but of course she also doesn't know how to speak French. Right. <laughs> and I wrote down, this is Xander saves the world count number two. Or number three, if you want to count the Zeppo. But he doesn't really save the world in that. He just saves the high school from being blown up. But I guess there's a possibility that if the high school had been blown up while they were fighting the Hellmouth, that 
you know, it would have killed like whatever one or two demons, but it would have killed Buffy and Angel and Giles and Willow, and then the hell mouth right. would have just been open. <laughs> it's true. So, um, <clears throat> Cassandra's the one who comes up with the plan. Bunch of dumb talking as they're walking to the mirror to break into the initiative. Uh-huh. Just because this isn't going to work, there's no reason to be scared or whatever. And then, are you sure you're ready for this, Buffy? I am. <laughs> I feel like this scene only exists so that they could use it in the credits later. Because I think this is the new, right. like, walking power shot scene. <laughs> sure, that makes sense. You know, for the part of the theme that's boom, da-da-da, boom, da-da-da, the end of the song. Sure. Do they always use the same single shot of Angel walking with his coat mm-hmm. blowing? For the credits it's of the Angel, very, yeah, the whole it's series. the very final thing the whole time. But um, I think they use... I can't remember if it's for all of the first four seasons or if it's just for a couple of seasons, but the part when the music kicks in, they use a shot of him, like, kicking open a door, like, over, like for uh-huh. at least two or three seasons. And then in season five, it's him closing a file folder. Always makes me laugh that they went from kicking down a door like the super action set to like <laughs> it's so funny um good editor jokes the ropes are dumb but the discussion is nice yeah then there's like a really cheesy music cue that happens can't remember exactly how it goes but Steph was stir up a bowl Giles hurry up you definitely want to get down here for this everyone getting hugged yep hugs are pretty Mm -hmm. cool if you hug someone for 8 seconds apparently it will release endorphins into your brain whether you care about the person or not it's just instinctual reaction (laughs) yep I've heard uh Pete Holmes talk about that on his podcast. You made it hugs. And that, so, <laughs> yep. And that if if any of his fans ask at a show, he'll do a long <laughs> hug with them. Um, chipperectomy. Yep. It's like the fourth time that Spike has <laughs> asked to have the chip removed. Um. <laughs> And uh, then Adam sees that the friends are with Buffy, so he's not pleased. And Spike's like, well, I tried. Don't I get some credit for that? And he's like, yes, I will remove your trip. Take off his head. And then I wrote down, too bad the Scoobies don't smoke, since apparently the key to uh, defeating um, (laughs) Adam-style robot monsters is just putting your cigarette out in their eye. (laughs) <laughs> true can make a lot of parts of you invulnerable but not eyeballs <laughs> apparently um 
they should have just gotten a big cigar and then burnt yeah. <laughs> to death. Like a battering ram-sized <laughs> cigar. What a great plan. Like Cordelia's <laughs> plan to chase the mayor with Ebola. <laughs> yep. In fact, it doesn't even have to be a bowl. It could just be a box that says Ebola on it. <laughs> then we get that scene that you really like, where Buffy is arguing with Colonel McNamara. I like the part when he's like, you can't just keep, keep coming in here, flashing your weapons and your... And he pulls out the gourd. And he's like, looks at them, and it's like, it's a gourd. And then Giles is like, a magic gourd. <laughs> <laughs> this is not your business it's Good mine you didn't break it I put it's really ridiculous that considering he's run into Buffy multiple times at this point that he has two soldiers hold Buffy like are you serious <laughs> yeah <laughs> two extremely young looking and like Confused yeah, and soldiers. one of them's like at it's like I got my best at the computer the... too. Like he's not even facing them with like a taser. So basically, one soldier. Yep. Get a cool power shot of Spike though, because he runs away and now he's trying to fight his way out of the initiative, and so he's just beating up on demons and throwing them around in slow motion. <laughs> Is there like random yep. explosions going on in the background? And a lot of it is actually uh, Marsters. They show a lot of close-ups of his face. Or like medium close shots where you can tell it's him actually doing the kicking or punching. Willow hacks the initiative mainframe and pulls up their electricity grid or something like that. And she's like... Oh, she's like, all the power is headed here. And they're like... And what does that mean? And it's like, well, there's no here here. It's behind 314. Yep. That's where the secret lab is. And no one, none of the other engineers that work there every day <laughs> notice that there's like a huge power being diverted, amount of power being diverted to like nowhere to the ground. <laughs> well, I don't know if anything was turned on back there yet. But certainly the people who built it would have noticed <laughs> yeah. they probably just murdered them after they finished building it true. I mean certain amounts would have to be turned on like the lights the lights have been on for a l at least long enough for him to build forest and oh yeah <laughs> the other two zombie um Speaking of more dumb lines, uh, Buffy, is, you know, moves the, like, bookshelf out of the way or whatever and finds the secret door to the secret lab. Ridiculous. <laughs> and uh, Sandra's like, I still don't like you going in there alone. And she goes, I won't be. <laughs> yep. Yes, you will. I like that moment, <laughs> even though it was really dumb. <laughs> I even wrote down, I wrote that... There's no reason why this should work for me. It's the it Beastie Boys sabotage moment of pr Primeval. Yep. Um, I also noticed that Giles is wearing 
a pair of jeans and sneakers that are almost exactly how my dad dresses <laughs> every day. Like very light blue washed jeans with white sneakers. <laughs> um, Buffy shows up and has kind of a monologue stare down with uh, Adam and uh, he's like you were supposed to be part of the plan and she goes I've never been one to toe the line and he goes oh (laughs) I thought his delivery of the line oh was really good (laughs) (laughs) and then Forrest attacks her yeah I wrote down that the stunt double is bad as you can really tell the stunt doubling going on. For sure. Because they keep shooting everything really wide. At this first part. And yeah, Forrest's delivery, this is the other part where I noticed his delivery being really bad. When he's like, watch me kill your girlfriend. <laughs> Do you like the part when he's like, what's it said? <laughs> yeah. I thought you'd never ask. That was the other thing he said when... Adam tells them to kill Another him. narrative thing that I don't understand. Why is it hard for Riley to cut the chip out of his body? Like, if it controls his actions, it should either be impossible or because he's not been told not to do it, it should just be as exactly as hard as it normally is. All right. Like, when he was speaking, he didn't have any trouble speaking. <laughs> Maybe because Forrest told him to sit there, but then stop paying attention to him. So there's like a sl- it's like it's like fifty percent on him still. <laughs> He's supposed to be sitting there, so it's like a little <laughs> bit of effort to move. But it makes no sense. The whole part makes no sense. <laughs> he cuts a chip out of his chest. Yeah. <laughs> That's attached yeah. to his heart, <laughs> with just a piece of glass. He's like, I'll just reach into my rib cage and touch my heart a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, podcast is way better than this episode of Puffy. <laughs> yep. um, I like the flip thingy though when he attacks Forrest and Forrest like flips him over the top of mm-hmm. him. That's a cool stunt. We get a repetition of like the. Buffy angel moment, except for this time it ends differently, where Forrest says something about her being alone, like she's got nothing, and I was like, nah, she's got me, and then he pulls the <laughs> the feeding tubes or whatever out of Walsh and the other dude. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Buffy's like, I have to go fight Adam. Can you fight Forrest? And I read, and he's like, yeah. And I wrote down, Adam should have made Forrest better. Like, he clearly made Forrest, like, <laughs> slightly worse so that Adam could still be the coolest. <laughs> it's like, if he had made right. them as, like, tough as Adam, Forrest probably would have won this fight. Yeah, pretty <laughs> easily, too. Considering Adam can generally beat up Buffy super easily, and she's way stronger than Riley. Mm-hmm. I think the main problem is not even just, like, the strength, but that he clearly didn't make, like, Forrest, like, a super computing genius. He's probably, like, just as smart as Forrest was previously. (laughs) Which is pretty dumb. (laughs) 
Because <laughs> he throws that gas at him, and then he just like he catches it, and then he just stares at it, <laughs> and it explodes. <laughs> Um, this is my part where, in spite of myself, I like it, even though it's super dumb. When Buffy fights Adam. Machine gun arm. Yep. So dumb. Broke your arm, got another. I've been upgrading. (laughs) (laughs) She does the Matrix-y, like, bicycle kick thing to his chest. Yep. You can't last much longer. We can. We are forever. I like the fighting in this part a lot better. Although she just completely destroys Adam at this point. (laughs) That just every blow. (laughs) When Forrest blows up, you see his head fly off his body. (laughs) No, I didn't see that. That's very funny. (laughs) Like, it just lands. You just see, like, a foam head or whatever land on the ground. And I'm like, that's pretty gross. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Um, yep she turns the grenade into doves (laughs) which is funny and uh, also does the thing where um, I always enjoy it in spite of myself where like a super bad guy can't believe what's happening and he goes how (laughs) <laughs> like that, it happens in Guardians of the Galaxy too. <laughs> right. You can never hope to grasp the source of our power, but yours is right here. Boom. And then foreshadowing, Riley comes in as like, "Hey, Buffy, are you okay?" And then she just stares blankly forward, because <laughs> <laughs> their relationship is not going to work out. Oh, and I forgot to mention every time it cuts back to them doing the spell, it's like this intense <laughs> fisheye lens that's spinning around their room. I forget what Willow is. I'm like, yeah, Xander, Hart, Giles, Brain, Buffy, Hand, Willow, Spirit? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's a good question. Because she's super religious. <laughs> yep. Uh... And then, of course, we get the part that we began the episode with, where Spike saves everyone from a big hairy demon to save himself. Yep. And uh, then we get the like security footage <coughs> of Buffy and them fighting, and uh, cuts to the speech by the guy we met in the previous episode. Yep. Talking more X Files y endings. It's a good speech, though, talking about how it was a beautiful idea, but the demon presence cannot be contained, cannot be controlled, cannot be harnessed. Burn it down and salt the earth. Some burn it something down. that they do not do because in season seven they go back there. <laughs> They just got distracted. <laughs> They're like, yeah, yeah, we'll we'll get to that concrete uh, <laughs> later. 
do we really want to spend the taxpayers' money on this or on a couple rounds of golf for ourselves? <laughs> yep. So, some one of those uh, military guys has a real cool concrete fort <laughs> in his backyard. <laughs> <laughs> So it'd be perfectly good into the season, though. Just, like, the shot of the television, like, turning to fuzz. Yeah. It'd be fun. Instead, we get restless. Yep. Without rest. Which is maybe how you're feeling after watching season four. No, season four has good stuff. Yeah. It always gets uh gets a bad rep. I guess we'll talk about that more next episode. In our general feels. Oh, that's what I just said. Despite Mr. Ward's orders, the initiative was not in fact filled with concrete, as Buffy discovers in the season seven episode The Killer and Me when she takes Spike there to get his chip removed. When rappelling down the elevator shaft, Buffy and Will hug and start to fall. Will says, falling now, with the same inflection as Dark Will and Vamp Will say, bored now. Nice. The Buffy composite displays magic abilities that surpass Will's, but also foreshadows the power Willow has inside of her. True. Dark Willow. Riley will receive a scar after removing the behavior modifier, which can be seen in the fifth season. That's cool. Good continuity. The line, see what you get for taking French instead of Sumerian, was changed from see what you get for taking Spanish instead of Sumerian because Nicholas Brendan remembered established continuity. Uh, DVD, com go? DVD commentary states that Super Buffy was inspired by the comic book heroine Promethea. Oh, the Alan Moore one? I don't know. It's, it's a link. I'll click it. Yep. Boom. I had like three of those trade paperbacks way back in the day when I was really into Alan Moore. They're fine, I guess. Hmm. This is a sad continuity era. <coughs> Sarah Michelle Geller had obviously lost weight between the third and fourth seasons, therefore the difference between her and her stunt double is much more noticeable during the fight sequence with Adam. I didn't, but... Fair, I guess. In French, this was called phase finale final phase and in German it was called Das Letzte Gefecht. Hmm. 
The Last Stand. With a British television miniseries also called Primeval features a reference to Buffy. In episode 1.2, Connor Temple tries to calm Abby Malin by telling her that he used to have a crush on Buffy. <laughs> That's primeval. <laughs> we did it. Much like Buffy and the Scoobies did it when they defeated Adam. We yeah. talked about the episode. Yeah. We, we set out a plan to record a <laughs> podcast about the episode, and then we did it. <laughs> no issues. We didn't have to come up with a secondary plan in the middle. When we faced some surprising consequences. Sure. Except for me knocking my mic over. Yeah, but that's no different than, like, you know, Forrest being there and Riley having to fight him. That's true. Plan pretty much stayed as is. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, everyone. I hope you're enjoying the podcast. If so, subscribe to us using your podcast listening application, which, if you have... A new iPhone like me would be iTunes. Boom. Um, How are you liking your new phone, by the way? And um, then give us a five-star rating review on uh, on iTunes, and we will appreciate it, but not before then. Bye for now. Bye. Bye. <laughs>